0: I am your host for this episode where we are calling Ghosts and TikTok's Other Tales of the Supernatural. Ooh. 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 The teacher can be here because it's um it's 4 p.m. <laughs> the sun is out. It's not spooky. And um oh, yes. Tifa, I'm yes. so glad to have you. I hope you stay for the whole thing. Although I, I bought I, mean, I brought a comfort item too. I'm hanging on to something <laughs> to make me feel a little safer. Some people are open to the stories of the supernatural stories of spirits some are not and some even experience it even if they are not open to it and that's that i think is kind of the scary thing right like, like what wait that happens
1: don't tell me <laughs> I'm letting yeah, everyone thanks. know in all dimensions i am not open i am not open to it <laughs> <You're exposed>. um, <laughs>
2: Four BFFs who grew from friends to fierce boss moms. Join us as we shoot from the tit as Asian American Pacific Islander women.
0: Discovering modern
2: hacks for both
0: surviving and thriving in this ever-changing mama world.
3: Not quite TED Talks, but tit talks with your favorite girlfriends.
0: So, the definition of supernatural as a noun is manifestations or events considered to be of supernatural origin, which is kind of repetitive, but whatever, such as ghosts. I don't know where I, I just googled that and I, I pulled that and I copied it and pasted it. So um, I mean, that all makes sense to those people. And as an adjective, the definition is attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding or the laws of nature. Uh, so it's interesting because you know, with between us four, some cultures, Really are down with the supernatural. It's just part of their daily life. I know that in the Thai culture, uh, people just talk about ghosts and spirits like like it's very a regular occurrence. Uh, Tilo, how about you? Yeah. Yeah, please tell us about the Chinese cultures. <laughs>
3: I don't. I don't actually know much. Um, I grew up like. Watching all those Chinese zombie movies, I don't know if mm-hmm. Tisha did, where it's like um, they're like ghosts and they're like this and they're just, just like around. hopping around, and yeah. then what you do is you like um, the super thing to like <laughs> deflect them was that you put this like piece of paper yeah. on their forehead and it had some kind of Chinese saying on it, yeah, and then they stopped being zombies chasing you, but
0: <laughs> but it's like all about the head—that's how you apparently—that's how you take out zombies too. You have to get
3: them in the brain. Yeah, it it was, but I don't know much about like stories historical. Tila, question. Yeah. Do you remember there
1: used to be this old theater on? I think it was at. Uh, it was on Valley, either our Valley or Atlantic in in Monterey Park. It was old old theater. They tore down in like the mid or early nineties. Do you remember that old theater? So my um mom apparently i have not she told me this about 28 years ago Mm -hmm. and i have never asked her since because i do not wish for her to clarify i do not wish (laughs) to hear the story but it was the very first like sighting that my mom had of a ghost she was in the bathroom she was washing her hands, and when she looked up to the mirror, saw a head staring at her. And like, honestly, I can't Hi tell you it was my mom or my aunt at this point. It was just like this the first ghost story that was ever told to me when I was like four or five years old. And like, ever since then, I was like, fuck this. That's a scary one. <laughs>
3: you, just, you just reminded me for the locals that grew up in the SGV though, the Rosemead area right off the 10 freeway where there is now a UFC, it used to be a Toys R Us, and the people that live in that area all talk about supernatural things happening, like That's in that Toy Toys R Us. Yeah, yeah, when when it was open, it's now a UFC gym. But like all the houses around there also have some energy about them. So but sorry, that was a long of UFC gym. <laughs> Probably now, we but do like to... a one day workout and just see if we feel it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I would hate that. <laughs>
2: But we'll also be with her, we'll with we'll her. You
1: know what, I'd be open to that. I'd be open to something like, it's kind of like when you're on the Snow White ride in Disneyland, like if I'm in the middle, I can tolerate it. Like let everybody else get the scares. Like,
0: have them go first.
1: Yeah, I might be open to that if we all experienced it
0: together in a normal <laughs> time. Sorry, if I interrupted. But Issa, can you please tell us about the Tomorrow culture? and and their relationship with the supernatural if if any
2: we have a lot of legends um we have a lot of yeah a legends in history that i feel like everybody if you are tomorrow then you believe in spirits and supernatural things so we have um a thing called tata and really it means the people before so it, it really is our ancestors and it And I looked it up and like in pre-colonization Chamorro culture, they're actually there to help you, to guide you. You know, they're part of your family and they protect you, um, you know, in war or, you know, it was tribal. So um, they really were there for your family. And, and anytime someone passed you would, you know, they lived in huts, you would bury the skull of the person who had passed in your like rafters or you know, or whatnot, and, and that is your, like, guiding spirit, you know, but as col- colonization occurred, you know, the Catholic religion made it more demonic to leave in the, these types of things, and I think now it's, this is, like, the logical explanation that I got from Guampedia, okay, <laughs> but now it's more like, we have to ask um, our ancestors for permission to go into like different areas of the jungle. You know, this is their land. We're kind of trespassing type of thing. But then also, you know, because of the colonization aspect, we, they can cause harm to us now. And we think that they can cause harm to us now. And I will, I have firsthand experience of, you know, being bruised after being at a carnival when I was like young and, know usually when you're bruised around your neck or you get a pinch um and you get a bruise from that pinch and you have no clue where it came from it's like that's a tatamona. like you probably did something to you know annoy them or (laughs) you know make them frustrated at you so that is something that we have and then we also have something called the duendes it's a legend it's like little fairies or little children like people that like to play with children. And so they kind of like play with your child and, you know, there have been stories of children disappearing for days or even just, you know, disappearing, um, and no one knowing what happened. Um, and I have a cousin who said this happened to, and it was for loads of hours. Like they were searching all day for my cousin, and she ended up just being, um, she felt i guess when she was a child she felt like she was only gone for maybe like 30 minutes but she was gone like the whole day and when she came back she was saying like oh i was just playing with the children i was just playing with the kids and there were like no no kids around you know and they live close to the jungle so those are called the duendes and they they're they're Ooh. moving away i guess the thought is and and you know i remember like my Nina my godmother like laying palm leaves around the boundary of her home so that I wouldn't you know it be, was by yeah. yeah by Duendes. And they actually there's there's Mexican Duendes too. So it's not like particular to Chamorro culture. So it's probably a colonization thing too. Um, but I looked up some pictures and I didn't want to post them up because he <laughs> chops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean get posted.
1: Sure. I just I just googled it.
2: Oh, and they, they say that when they lure children, they can shrink the children. So their parents can't actually see them. They're there, but you, you can't see them. So really interesting. That's creepy. Those are only two things. There's a lot, many, a lot of other ones. Um, but I have a really great story that I wanted to share. So you can tell me when it's a good time, but that's really related to my culture.
0: Okay. Okay. So this is. This is hypothesis time, right?
2: <laughs> um,
0: well, we just thought this episode would be very fun because most of us here at TikToks have had supernatural or supernatural adjacent experiences, and we thought it would be fun to share them with you today. And, you know, in, in speaking with other friends who are not tics, uh, it it's very interesting to see how people kind of open up and they'll jump in and say, you know, I've had these kind of crazy experiences too. And I love hearing about them because they're all so different and they all just leave you feeling a little bit electrified, right? Like the the hairs on your arms, which you don't have a lot of hair on our arms, but the ones that are there, they like stand up, right? Ooh. (laughs) Um, Also, some people tend to associate the supernatural with scary, uh, the word scary, which makes sense because... um, because of how uh, the ghosts and the supernatural are portrayed in movies. Like I personally, I don't like watching stories about ghosts and spirits. That, that's especially me. But it's also scary because it's the unknown, right? It can't be explained by science. So, so you know, people people like us, women like us, you know, we're so used to having a very set day um, control over most things in our life. So, um, experiencing a supernatural event is, you know, that's not in our schedule yeah. <laughs> I for that, but there are also experiences to embrace, right? So what we want to establish today is that even us as, um, for the most part, type A professional moms, it's okay to accept that there are forces beyond our control that cannot be explained by science. Let's just embrace it, most, most of it, right? Um, also, if you have had experience, if you've had experience a supernatural um, occurrence, we don't think you're crazy because we have to. So share with us, please share with us. And also, uh, lastly, we know these events can be a little frightful, but they can also be beautiful. And I think that, uh, with the exception of T-Tot, and maybe one is coming for you. We we all have very beautiful mm-hmm. stories uh, that are that we're sharing, and will maybe change the dialogue on ghosts. and And how fitting is it that this episode is dropping in October? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so put your Halloween shirts on, put your mask on, get your ginger your pumpkin beer, and. <laughs> uh, and join us. Also, I want to add, this might be part of the, the scary part. We recorded this episode months ago. and It was awesome. It was so- in the dark, in the it dark was- at night. And
1: it was so it was, I even have to say it was so good. But it was so creepy.
0: And so much came out. There, there, there's a lot. And when we went to upload the episode, it was gone. It was
3: dun, dun, dun. gone,
0: gone, gone. And, you know, I, I have heard about uh, experiences being erased uh, before. So that, that was kind of interesting. Like, for example, my, my dad told me when he was a teenager, he and his friends are at the beach. They took a big group picture near this beach rock and they didn't realize that there was a dead body behind this big rock they noticed that um, somebody's feet were sticking out so they're like oh that's kind of crazy um they and then they went off and then when they developed the film that one picture was all white so there was no picture it was just a blade it was the only it was the only uh picture in that film that was uh on that camera roll that that didn't oh, that's creepy out. the universe was like this is not meant to be so yeah. we are going. So we are going to make sure that this episode gets documented, <laughs> that we can share it.
3: Yes,
2: we are.
0: Yeah, so we
2: recorded forty episodes at least. I think and this has never happened. And it's never happened. Just one episode happened to be ghost stories, and it was really creepy.
0: I <laughs> love <laughs> uh, your stories. You have the creepy stories of the Duendes, but people need to know. People need to know about the Duendes. So with that, Isa, why don't you, why don't you go first? Well, tell us, tell us a good one and a bad one or a bad one and a good one, whatever order you want to go in. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I wish I came prepared with a good one. Cause I really did not want anything to happen to this episode. Cause maybe it disappeared because of me, but. <laughs> no, no, that, that's just me joking. It's probably me too. I think I'll <laughs> talk about my first experience with, the supernatural, I guess, it, I'll make it really quick, like two kind of eerie ones. Um, first, when I was really young, um, I had a cousin that passed away and um, our parents um, put us all at my aunt's house. <laughs> <laughs> By <2000. laughs> and, um, You know, they say, or we believe that um, spirits visit, or they make their rounds. Um, and so, um, yeah, so we were all playing and all of a sudden the TV goes on by itself and the fan starts whirling by itself. And we're looking for our most mischievous cousin we had there. And he was like totally with us and we're like, Hey, it's not you. Cause that was the <laughs> first place we would live. So yeah, our parents were like, you know, she's making her rounds. And so that was my first experience with like, you know, that this is, this is real. Um, um, and then, you know, as an adult, I've definitely had, and and I was raised Christian, so you know, I really was like, I went to a private school and we learned about revelation. So I don't know if you guys are our listeners, some of you are Christian, like, it's really scary. You know, demonic things are really scary. Um, and so one time I went to, well, my, my sister-in-law just bought this house by painted caves in Santa Barbara. So like up in like a more rural area, I guess, Um, and definitely on Chumash land, which is, you know, um, Native American land. And every time I would go to sleep there for the first couple of times, I would see this like ominous pilgrim-looking type figure, super large, feeling like he wanted to harm me. And so I really just thought, wow, this is probably some kind of, you know, missionary, who, you know, the Native Americans had to come up against. Like, literally, I would see this ominous figure, dark figure in, like, a pilgrim-type attire. I don't know how best to explain that. Yeah. Feeling like he wanted to hurt me and having, like, sleep paralysis, like, trying to get up, you know? And that that actually was really crazy. Um, But I know that, you know, we... I told Jake not to tell his family, but they're they're really great in energy and, and belief and faith. And so after... You know, the word was spread, prayers were said, and I can sleep there and have not had a bad experience since. So, mm, um, did, did his mom sage the house? Was there a sage? No, no, I don't. Um, you no, know, I think Christians are less sagey and more pray y. <laughs> <laughs> it's about having food, like, it's about having good energy, doing good. You know, to Jake, it's really like if you're, I don't think it was a testament to me, but with the leaves, if you're not doing, like, the right things in your life to live your life, you know, as a good, faithful person, you are inviting more of those bad experiences mm-hmm. in. I don't think that necessarily was it. I really think it was, like, the land we were on, whatever was experienced there in the past, just was never, had never been, like, um, you know, it was never, like, we are here, and you know, never prayed over, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to explain the whole process. We're here, and we bring peace and love, and we're good exactly. people. You know, you're, you're, you're not welcome here, basically. Um, but on a very good story note, I have like an amazing story and I might cry. My grandma just passed away. She was a month shy, of turning 99. And, um, you know, my cousins each have their own experience with, I guess, a visit or a goodbye. But on the day that we buried her, this is um, very unique probably to her, but um, after leaving the mortuary or the viewing and on our way to the church, they made a stop at her house that she's lived in since I was, I could even remember since I was born. And they pulled the casket in, and I'm going to show this picture right now. (laughs) They pulled the casket in. Oh, I remember this. They pulled the car in, kind of into the driveway. This is her house. And a cross formed in the cross. Wow. and that's such a perfect cross too.
3: I know that's and beautiful.
2: Yeah, I mean the funny thing about it, nobody noticed. Jake took this picture. This is me right here with my cousin. So we're just looking. Um, they're opening the the car door to take her out so she could say goodbye.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, yeah, we didn't notice until later that that actually. Happened and was there. crazy. So, no. I mean, that was such a blessing. I feel like it's like, you know, I'm okay. I'm, yeah. You know, i in the sky and around. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, I just think that was so odd. It is a very clear cross and it's like clouds that came together to make yeah. space. It's yeah. Like a cloud shaped like a cross. So, I think that was such a blessing for everybody to see that day. And Jake took a picture. Good <laughs> oh, job, That's
3: beautiful. That's I know. beautiful. We actually,
2: weren't gonna, we weren't gonna drive. We didn't even drive behind the casket. Like most people followed a procession. We went yeah. ahead and then we were like, okay, let's actually wait for them and just see it happen. And so it was just really like, we weren't supposed to be there. And yeah, I mean, nobody else would have gotten that picture if we weren't there in that perspective. Especially with an updated iPhone that can take a panoramic, picture. yeah, the stars aligned.
0: I really, i really glad he knows the features. He's always known the features yeah. as a TMZ producer.
2: He's upgraded his phone, which is I'm like, if you had not done this, if we had not done that, like we wouldn't have witnessed this. Like, like I get to look at that picture and feel like that heaven presence. I
3: think. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great sense of closure.
2: Yeah. For sure
3: because yeah i know you were missing your grandma too so
2: yeah that always brings me peace i guess
3: <laughs> yeah that's amazing Thank you for your sharing channel. you're welcome
2: and now with our listeners who yeah are you know what? maybe that was meant to happen that the other episode got lost because this wasn't in The story wasn't didn't happen yeah mm-hmm. so.
3: that's so true
2: yeah mm-hmm. okay
0: well, thank you, Isa, Tilo, Tilo, Tilo. Your stories always get. Me. <laughs> my I'm good gonna. are standing up already.
3: I'm gonna. I'm gonna start with something that you reminded me of yesterday. Um, back when I met Dave, my husband, in 2006, we lived on Eddie Street in the Fillmore District of San Francisco in this three-bedroom apartment, and my room was upstairs and i don't know if you guys have ever <laughs> experienced that feeling of like something in the room and sort of like overpowering you like there was so many nights where i just got creeped the fuck out like i couldn't i couldn't get up out of my bed even though i wanted to and that sort of like i don't know maybe that parlayed into <laughs> me sleeping in dave's room and <laughs> the relationship continuing. But but it is interesting it that, that, <laughs> that that fair that, was was,
2: to put you guys together. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was
3: a matchmaker. Evil, evil <laughs> that brings love. <laughs> but it is interesting that, you know, sort of the beginnings of our relationship had some sort of supernatural presence to it because later on, um, and and this might be a creepy story, but I'll share because it is it is a little it is beautiful in the end. Um Back in, um, I can't even actually remember the year, it might've been 2009, 2010, we were um, back East visiting Dave's parent, uh, Dave's mom and his brother because um, Dave is from New York. And unfortunately um, on, on Christmas Eve, his, his, his brother passed away in his sleep. Um, he died unexpectedly and we woke up, um, we were in a downstairs bedroom Um, and, and Michael, his brother was upstairs and we woke up to his mom screaming because, um, it was the middle of the night and she had found his body and he was already, um, rigor mortis had already set in. Um, and, and with people that are of the Buddhist culture, um, they believe in, I don't know because I'm not Buddhist. I can't explain this well, but there's chanting that happens that helps them, move on to that next phase of their life after they've passed. So there's like hours and hours of chanting. And, you know, after he passed, people immediately came over, there was chanting and, you know, the body was eventually taken out. Um, So what followed that night as we were trying to go to sleep was the, the, the very first, like, you know, uh, first person supernatural experience that I've had Um, we were trying to sleep. It was the middle of the night and the phone kept ringing, um, lights were flickering. And every time we picked up the phone or, or Dave picked up the phone, there was nothing but static. It was just this, this sh- 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 sound, you know? Um, it was like three in the morning and the phone kept ringing insistently, like incessantly, like just would not stop. They'd pick it up, stop and it ring again, ring again, ring again. Um, and Dave finally said, into the phone, he says, Hey, Mikey, you know, we know it's you and we know you're okay. And and we want you to be okay. And and it's okay to let go. And literally after that, there was no more phone calls. Like, it just stopped. Um, and, And it was like, you know, I think back on it. And I'm like, shit, that's crazy. Like, you know, like that we like lived through that. Um, but it was a really crazy experience, and and I think for me, it really solidified me, for me, that there is, like, this bridge into the afterlife. Um, and, and you mentioned it earlier, Chuk, and I didn't really have a response, but, like, in Chinese culture, you have these altars, depending on what you believe in. And when people pass um, in Chinese cultures, there's fruit and there's incense, and you are really, like, you really believe in the sense of, like, there is somebody there is somewhere that they go in the afterlife. You're giving them fruit, you're giving them something sweet. You can burn things for them in the afterlife, like mahjong, cars, cell phones, whatever you think that they need in their afterlife. I don't think that's necessarily Buddhist, but that is in in the Chinese culture. So um, I think it was, um, I think a a beautiful experience just because it did help give closure, um, not not only to like Dave, but like also to Mike um, and his mom. You know like that that they did kind of get that final last connection because obviously it was really unexpected when he passed um and recently something that happened this this past christmas um dave went out um to go grocery shopping for us because he wanted to make a christmas eve dinner and he ended up getting t bone by somebody and he was he was okay because you know his car is like a tank the kids were not in the car which was fabulous and it was christmas eve the day that that michael passed and then when when he exchanged information with the person that hit him that woman had michael's birthday it was it was like <laughs> just so creepy like the, you know the the coincidence um that happened but um i think it was maybe his way of just <laughs> <seeing it with laughs> Hey, hey, I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. um, nice car, <laughs> nice car, bro. <laughs> Got your dream car, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like that—that that was a really beautiful thing, and and that was like you know super super natural where I've experienced. But separate to that, um, I don't know if you guys have ever done this—gone to a medium, gone to a fortune teller. Um, my mom, when I was 21, we we were about to leave UCLA. I was going into the professional world. She scheduled me this $350 session with this man who only spoke Cantonese. And it ended up being a recorded, um, on cassette tape call. Um, they asked for the time of birth, the day of birth. Um, and he basically had this like pink sheet of ledger sized paper and he goes through all these like different like um, subjects that he wants to talk about. Um, Like, you know, what's your life going to be like when you're younger? Like what phase is the best? Are you going to be wealthy? What's the best um, career for you to have? There's a lot of things that he went through that I didn't understand. And just recently I had my dad translate it into English for me so I could fully understand it. One thing that I left that session knowing um, was that my mom said to me, she said, Um, He said, if you're going to have a girl, she'll be in between. You'll probably have two boys. Right. So for the whole of my life, I was like, "Okay, like if I ever have kids, like, you know, it's possible I might have two boys. Um, When my dad translated it for me this 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 past year, the guy and I don't know why my mom. She could have been saving me from from the truth of what he said, or maybe she just didn't understand what he said himself, but the man literally said, be careful when you start having children, you're going to have three pregnancies, one will not make it um, oh, and and you'll have two live births. And that is exactly what happened. Like before we had Tessa, I had a miscarriage, which you guys know, like was really difficult for me to process just emotionally. Um, and it is just wild to me <laughs> that, that he literally verbatim said that. And, and it was there on this cassette tape all this time. And I didn't know, and I didn't know until just this past year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have a like other stuff, but in the interest of time, like <laughs> I'm going to pass the torch. But yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed those two tidbits.
2: <laughs> I think those are like super great stories. Um And then also it just means we're going to have to do this again. No,
0: we told we I, we have so many stories.
3: Sorry, Tisha. <laughs> all right. Maybe,
0: maybe teacher will. <laughs> future.
1: I, I don't want to wish that. I mean, I take it back. No, I'm open. I'm open to positive experiences, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think so. I was gonna do like one of my scary and then one of my lovely ones, but I think I'm gonna do two lovely ones. Yeah. Because I, I, I think I haven't told you guys about one of them, which is kind of related to the big first one that you guys probably know about because I've told you and you guys have seen the pictures and issa I will get you some pictures. I just had, I had no minutes today. I had no free minutes today. <laughs> um, but um, growing up as a little girl, I always loved dogs. I don't know how I did that because my mom is like animal averse, but I always had a fascination with dogs. And finally, uh, oh yeah, my I was supposed to get a dog when I was 10. And instead of getting a dog, my mom gave me a book called the ultimate dog book. So when i was lo- like it's totally African the same thing as having a dog right did you walk it <laughs> so that's a stupid thing to do isn't it yeah oh, i knew about happening. all these different breeds i can name i can look down the street that's an afghan hound not that i ever saw one in real life i have seen one in real life but like you don't see afghan hounds like walking down the street i just i i, I was so good at like identifying breeds i knew way too much about like the different breeds it was anyways what a, it a time. of my life. I just thought that during law school, this is the right time because I had been googling um, rescue dogs, dogs at shelters, like like I guess how people would uh, online date. I don't know. But you just like <laughs> look for like cute dogs, and I saw I saw this cute puppy, Rottweiler Lab mix, and it it was Riley. You guys know the story of Riley. He was my first dog. I got him when he was like. One ish, who knows? And he was just like the best goofy dog, and um, I just had him for for ten years. And when I started dating my now husband, as you all know, Glenn, Glenn was like in his super bachelor, like he bought expensive clothes and only could worry about himself. But what was redeeming about him was that he was uh, early on in our relationship. He was like, "Okay, you can bring your dog over." Um, <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay, sure. And he's like, I just know it's a package deal. And I was like, it totally is. And the first time I brought Riley over to Glenn's apartment, this is when he was like on Santa Monica. Oh, no, in Santa Monica, like on Ocean Boulevard. He always loves to talk about that apartment. On Ocean Boulevard in Santa Monica. You only see it in the background of like movie scenes. I don't know. And it is very fun. Anyways, Mm -hmm. um, first thing Riley did when he got in the apartment was like sniff around and mark mark but then we like went out for lunch. And we, we didn't bring Riley with us, but it happened to be a windy day, then Riley like scratched up his door. Oh, God it, it was not a good first introduction. However, by like the third time Riley went over, he won Glenn over with his personality, and Glenn would be like, Riley, get in bed with me. You oh. Get here and cuddle with me right yeah, now. It was really cute. Anyway, so Riley also became Glenn's dog, obviously. And, like, as much as I love Riley, like, Glenn really loved Riley. Like, I, he's my dog. He's mine. I found him. <laughs> um, but in, what, 2000, 2015. Mm-hmm. 2016 it was
2: 2016
0: 2016. riley passed away it was a little bit unexpected i mean he was a little older but um it was a cancer that had built up and um you know with dogs they usually say like once they hide their pain and once they um once it's diagnosed it's probably it's just too late and that's kind of what happened with riley so we lost him in like a matter of like one and a half days. And, and some of, and you guys were there. Oh my God, that was so traumatic, <laughs> Um, poor Riley. And even Issa, I still remember you saw us as we were like right before we uh, put him to sleep um, at our house in our arms. It was such a sad, but kind of beautiful moment. I'm glad we got to be with him. But after that happened, I, I was sad, but Glenn was so sad. He was so dead, yeah. sad. His, you just every, uh, he it was it was just it was just all sad <laughs> all day, and I was even I had to be like, okay, let's, you know, he's happier, he's no longer in pain, but um, yeah, just Glenn took it very hard, and we eventually had we had him cremated through one of those services that takes the dog and brings him back, brings back the ashes in a box, and. That happened probably two weeks after he was cremated. We, we got his ashes back. And um, uh, the idea was to spread his ashes at, at Dog Beach, because that's where Riley loved to go, in Huntington Beach. And um, when we got his ashes back, I was just like, I'm going to hold on for a little bit longer. I'm just going to hold on for a little bit longer. And, um, and then we'll let him go. So <sighs> when it was finally, the day to go to the beach it was it was really it was surreal i just i mean i've never done that and i lucky enough to say that like no one that i've been close to has has passed away so i've never really dealt with that but i mean until until riley um we spread riley's ashes at the beach and um then we went to you know went back home had the rest of our day and went to sleep and it was you know I I say like it felt a little bit lighter right there was a little bit of weight taken off. Um, anyways, uh, I I, I uh, probably two days after that I remember in the morning Glenn you know looking at his phone and smiling right <laughs> um, and it was because. In our house that we were renting at the time, we um, had a Nest Cam set up to um, secure our secure our house, right? Uh, so we uh, we would get notifications if there was movement, right? If someone walked by, he'd get a notification on his phone. Um, so two mornings after we let after we spread Riley's ashes at Dog Beach. Uh, Glenn is looking at his photo and he he has all these notifications um of movement and he opens the pictures and they, we have a snapshots of each moment that there is movement noted and i, I want to say like from midnight till 5 a.m there is just i am totally using this term an anomaly a light <laughs> anomaly that's just Flying around the living room in the areas that Riley used to go. It was like one o'clock, uh, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, And at 5 a.m., it's uh, that anomaly is like going out the window. You, you guys will all see this. We'll post the pictures, but it was it's just. almost like an orb, a aura. It, it was a, a spirit orb, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, we've never seen anything like that before because, I mean, people ask, was it just dust? Is it just like a car light shining through? And it was nothing like that. And we never had, uh we, we never had notifications of just like car lights or or dust flying through the air. And yeah, uh, uh, we believe we believe it was Riley. And it was it was Riley. There is mm-hmm. no nothing else it could be. And it can't be explained by science, right? But um, it just it just adds up. And after that, you no, know, after Glenn saw that, he just got totally lighter. He just was so. Happy and relieved, and he was like, "Okay, well now, you know, now Riley's free and
2: yeah.
0: up in the air." Um Oh gosh, this is going. I'm going to say this really quick. My my next related story. Um, as I've said, he took Glenn took uh, Riley's death really, really hard, and he said he would always try to look for Riley in his dreams. Oh my god, I'm going to cry. Um, so. Riley passed away and I also got pregnant that year uh, with Kai. As you guys all know, you guys were like there for all these life events are you know associated with big parties, it seems like big parties, big trips. But um he said Glenn said he would always look for Riley in his dreams. And he said the first time that he saw Riley in his dream, they were at Dog Beach, and then you know, Glenn was interacting with Riley and he he said he was so happy and he started crying, and his tears were falling. And once it hit Riley on the head, it Riley turned into a little boy, and he was like, "That boy was Kai." And he's like, "That's how I knew we were gonna
2: have a boy." When when I was pregnant with Kai, so I'm so sure I remember when we were mm-hmm. like, talking about what is it gonna be. You had that cake party. Did, mm-hmm. you, did he you know sure. that he was was right behind it, that it was his dream? I didn't know that yet.
0: Yeah, so that's why he was like, so, he was so sure. And I remember yeah. at our gender reveal, like, he's like, all you people are wrong. All the people who yes. wrong. he wrong, you, you guys are wrong. And it was funny because when it was Casey, when, when I was pregnant with Casey, he's like, I have absolutely no idea what this No dream is not fun. So, uh, so Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. I'm surprised I haven't told you guys that before I just, there's just uh, so Kai much. Kai's middle name is Riley. Very silly, <laughs> right? So Riley is Kai <laughs> for, like, for, uh, I mean that that's what that's what Glenn believes at least.
2: but um, I wonder but, yeah, if at some point Kai will be like you'll be like he'll be a little older and you'll be like going like this and be like, are you thinking of Riley or me? <laughs> And you're like, oh Riley. Oh, Riley. <laughs> we'll
0: we'll we'll talk about Riley all the time. And he asked questions like, oh, was Riley nice? And oh, like, one day we'll tell him that story about how um Glenn saw him in his dream and how Riley turned into to Kai.
2: That's so
0: so yeah.
3: That's beautiful. Oh,
0: thank you. I was crying, I'm snorting. Oh. Um, <laughs> but um for all of you. Our listeners out there, thank you so much for joining us and listening to our experiences of the supernatural. Um, If you guys have had any similar experiences, not that they would be similar, but just, you know, extraordinary experiences, please share because we want to know and we want to talk about them. We can talk about them forever. Um, We have more.
2: We have (laughs) more.
0: So yeah, well, we need to have a part two, right? Part Mm -hmm. two is coming up. There's more to talk about. I have a scary one that's so good. Yeah, you guys don't know yet. (laughs) Only Kirsten knows about it. Hi, Kirsten. (laughs) Okay, so we here at TikToks aim to reflect and empower women on subjects that matter most to us, even stories of the supernatural, and also have fun. Um, Be a part of our growing family and get a sense of how we and other women survive and thrive in this world by following us on Instagram at Tick underscore talks and getting on our email subscriber list. Which Woo! is renewed and revamped. <laughs> uh, review us on iTunes or email us suggestions at tocks at gmail.com. You guys can very easily find us on Google. So. Anyways, thanks girls. That was really fun. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to the next session. And you, teacher, I'm glad you stayed to the end.
3: Thank Woo! you. Thanks Go, for girl. making
1: it so joyful, guys. Yeah. <laughs> See you soon.